The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, what is up Packers fans? Welcome to the newest episode of For Cheddar or Worst, the Packers podcast on the Acme Packing Company feed, bringing you the good and the bad. Uh, surrounding your Green Bay Packers. Um, I am your co-host, Chris Burke, uh, joined with uh, my other fantastic co-host, Lindsay Hansen. Lindsay, how are you tonight? Hey, friends. I'm doing well. How are you? Fantastic. Still writing those uh, pretty high draft vibes, you know, after the little little concern after round one, but we'll uh, get into that. So It was a roller coaster. It always Mostly- is. I- Mostly good, though I will say I was I was actually pretty impressed with it overall. Yeah, you know that's that's the thing with the draft is there's so much hype and so much attention around that first round that people seem to forget there's six other rounds, and as Justice always likes to say, you know the draft is four rounds. That's really where you kind of get your contributors. You know you do find diamonds in the rough in the other rounds, but um, there are other rounds. So you know if you don't get the guy you wanted or the position you wanted in the first. Uh, hold your hold your breath because there's plenty more to come and there's uh you know you, you can always get your guy later on as we found out um a lot of hand wringing over the Packers not getting a wide receiver um and that obviously <laughs> changed very quickly that changed so fast they <laughs> more than covered it uh yeah by the end for sure so we're gonna we might as well just leap right into it obviously you know it's the offseason we, we'd like to start start things off on a positive note here uh, Green Bay got their wide receiver. Um, the streak of not taking a wide receiver in the first round is still technically intact. Uh, but Green Bay did trade the 53rd and 59th pick to move up to the 34th pick, uh, the second pick in the second round to draft Christian Watson, wide receiver out of North Dakota State. Uh, everybody kind of had it. You know, this was one of those moves that everybody thought was too good to be true. Uh, watching his tape and then his measurables and everything at the combine, he just screamed Green Bay Packer and it made so much sense that the, even the team agreed uh you know the, the the we'll talk about this a little later on the, the what they gave up especially to a divisional rival with the Vikings who was their trade partner strangely enough giving that up you know was I thought a little rich but boy Watson really kind of uh checks off a lot of the measurables they want he's fast he's a deep threat but he also can you know contribute in a lot of other ways, you know, jet sweeps, motion. Uh, he's also a willing blocker, which is critical in the Matt LaFleur offense. Um, Lindsay, what did you think of that pick? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was definitely, um, I was happy that we got our wide receiver and 
Watson, I mean, the kid seems, uh, you know, very talented and um, based on his college performance, um, you know, 43 receptions in 12 games in 2021, um, 801 yards total, which averages like 18 uh, yards per reception, which uh, for, for a young kid is, is pretty good. Um, I think he has, I'm, I'm excited to see him play. I do think he has a lot of pot- potential. I know people were saying he's just an MVS 2.0, but I think it's really important to also remember that college is very different from the NFL. Um, and, and I think with, uh, with Watson learning from one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, obviously, uh, you know, number 12, um, Mr. Rogers, I think he's going to learn a lot real quick and I think it's only going to better him. Uh, we all know obviously that he's going to have to earn the trust of Rogers and in, in order to get the ball, he's going to have to do that first. Um, and rightfully so it makes sense. Um, and, and I do think that he has the capacity to, uh, to turn into something, something great. I mean, obviously we're missing Devonte Adams and, and we, it, it's not fair to compare, um, in Adams to anyone else because Adams is in a league of his own. Um, but I am excited about Watson. I'm excited to see what he does. I think he has promise. Yeah. You know, the, he comes from North Dakota state university, which is an FCS school, you know, which is not one of the top tier, um, mm-hmm. levels of college football. It's still technically D one, I believe, but it's not, you know, the power conferences that you see, you know, like the SEC, the Big Ten, and all that. So he's not, you know, the the knock on him has been that he's not going up against, you know, the cream of the crop athletes on defensive backs. But yeah. he's got an RAS score of nine point nine six, which is pretty Freaking darn close. I mean, perfect, insane, um, insane. So, so the Packers definitely got quicker with him. Um, what probably kept him more off his um, kept him from that perfect score is his agility numbers were. A little low, not terrible by any stretch of the imagination, um, but he's definitely going to be kind of that vertical threat. But, you know, he can also make plays like like I said earlier, all over the field. And I think watching him develop is going to be a real joy uh, going forward. He's also um, noted as a very hard worker, you know, in terms of the intangibles. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, he's going to he, he flat out, you know, Watson to his credit said, you know, he's going to be hard on me and that's what I want. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, that's that that won me over quite a bit. You know, obviously the concerns over the value of the picks lost. Um, little concerning. I know a lot of us at APC were a little more lukewarm on him. Um, but, you know, it, you know, at this point, the milk is spilled. He's the pick. Um, I, they're going to they're going to have to make it work with him. You know, I would have loved to have seen Green Bay move up a little if the wide receiver run hadn't happened where it did in the first round. I think you know, Green Bay might've had a shot at one of the other, you know, like Olave, for example, a lot of people were hoping for, or Burks, uh, but they went a lot, they went earlier than we thought. Um, and I think the Packers just didn't have a chance to move up, but I'm not saying Watson a consolation prize at all. I'm very excited to see what he can do. hundred percent. I agree. So moving on to back into the first round, you know, Watson, obviously kind of crazy for as the headliner of the draft class when he's the second round pick, but, uh, Green Bay went defense with their first two picks, uh, line, and both from the Georgia Bulldogs. They get to keep that G on the side of the helmet and just uh, change the color. From red and black G to the green and gold G. 
Yeah, very, very easy uniform change. You know, I kind of, you know, it's like the Green Bay Bulldogs. You know, that's three straight first round picks actually exactly, from the Georgia yeah. defense. <laughs> you had Eric Stokes last year, and now you've got uh, Quay Walker, uh, linebacker, first pick, and then Devontae Wyatt, defensive lineman, uh, with the second pick at twenty eight. Uh, going into Quay Walker, um, I'm very excited about this. Uh, Green Bay now has gasp two legitimate inside linebackers. Um, it's kind of crazy that Quay Walker is going to be lining up next to uh, Devondre Campbell, where a lot of sites were comping him to Devon to Devondre Campbell. So, I mean, two legitimate inside linebackers. You know, clearly Brian Gutekunst, you know, thought the defense is one remaining Achilles heel was their uh, run defense. Uh, Walker is definitely going to help in that regard. I mean, if you watch his sideline to sideline speed, fundamental tackler, and he's fast. Uh, imagine that another fantastic athlete that Gutekunst wanted. Um, and then, you know, just to get into Devonte Wyatt a little bit, you know, Kenny Clark finally has his buddy, a uh, very explosive player, mainly going to be a three technique, uh, but he generates a lot of penetration, um, you know, and I think the Packers are buying into what a lot of, uh, other people, especially in the analytics community, are getting into is it's more, you know, pressures are sometimes better than sacks. You know, why it didn't show up on the stat sheet uh, in terms of sack production, but boy, he uh, he's an explosive athlete and he definitely created some pressure. Uh, now with, you know, with the edge, you know, that'll open things up for Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. And now this defense with these two picks is suddenly looking very scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm um, obviously... Not not knowing at the time that they were going to choose um, that they were going to choose Watson and the second round as our, our first wide receiver, I was a little concerned as to where we were going with the draft in the initial first round because we were focusing on defense, which I get. Don't get me wrong. I do understand that because, um, you know, defense, I mean, our defense last year saved us uh, a lot and to continue to build that and, and get more depth there. Um, I completely understand. And I agree with it now, especially in hindsight, seeing as how we have now eight receivers total, uh, we're, we're good there, but um, yeah, Walker, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it, you'll like this, Chris, I, uh, we're going to be a O Quay with him on our line. I'm just saying, okay. <laughs> so it's uh, it's actually kind of crazy is it's actually looking at you know 13 or 14 wide receivers now uh for the packers which is absolutely insane but now they'll be able to have their uh they'll, they'll definitely be able to evaluate some talent now so they said the wide receiver room was going to look different uh it definitely does so yeah you didn't uh, catch my pun did you unfortunately i did not i think my internet must have interrupted i'm sorry <laughs> oh man did i miss oh boy you Repeat missed that. it. Oh, I said no. we're we're going to be a o quay with Walker on the on the defense. Perfect. Love to see it. Um, see? Come on. I'm gonna have to put Spectrum Come in the worst. I'm, I'm gonna have to put Spectrum in the worst column because my internet must have conked out for a second. So um, <laughs> boo to my internet service provider. But um, no, but yeah, the the kid's a beast. I mean, um, he's he's an actual beast. He is going to be a great addition and counterpart to Campbell, um, who we also obviously know is a beast and we, we love, um, and yeah, Wyatt is, uh, you know, I, I do, I do have to quickly just point out that 
it is a little concerning um, and, and potentially worrisome with his recent history um, surrounding the, the charges that were eventually dropped. So I will say that I don't, I don't know any in-depth accounts of what happened, so I'm not going to speak to it. I just hope that the Packers know what they're doing. And being a Packer fan all my life, the Packers, they don't, they don't put up with any bad behavior like that. And so I, I do, that is like the thing that's giving me, um, you know, kind of hope and, and solace and thinking that he has evolved and, and changed maybe some things that, that he needed to, um, to change. So that's all I'm going to say about that, but I, I did need to just mention. Yeah. You know, that's, it, it was a very almost unpackers, you know, that was kind of something we thought it during was. our live stream yeah. is that, you know, Whoa, this is kind of a little un green Bay Packer ish move, but I, you know, the locker room culture is very strong in that locker room. They, you know, the vibes in that locker room are phenomenal. So I think he's going to be just fine. Um, He's got a fantastic mentor in Kenny Clark, who's not just obviously a fantastic defensive lineman, but he is a fantastic human being. So if he needs someone to take him under his wing, um, I can think of no better than number 97. Um, moving back to the offs, offensive side of the ball, uh, two more wide receivers were taken. We kind of had a feeling uh, that this was going to be possible. Uh, in the fourth round, uh, Amari, I'm sorry, Samari, I'm going to try and get this name right. Oh, man. Samari Torre, excuse me, uh, in the seventh thing. round, I and then uh, Romeo Dobbs. Um, I think I might have mixed that up. I'm sorry. Uh, so it was Romeo Dobbs, not Dubs. That's kind of been going back and forth. He was in the fourth, and then Samori Torre uh, was in the seventh round. So, and not to mention that's not including any of the undrafted free agents. Um, too many to go through on that, but we're kind of just focusing on the draft here today. So uh, those two are kind of the first ones in. You know, Dobbs is the one that really kind of intrigues me. Um, University of um, Nevada product, another vertical deep threat, um, didn't get an RAS score because he was injured, but uh, another vertical threat makes contested catches. You know, a lot of people see him as kind of a boundary guy, deep, deep receiver, uh, but he also made some contested catches over the middle, which that's really kind of an element the Packers have been missing for a while, you know, not attacking that the middle part of the field and, if Dobbs can come on strong, that might give uh, Green Bay an option. Yeah, I um, I was really, really impressed with Dobbs. Uh, his his play speed at the the combine. Um, he was clocked at having a faster top speed than than even Watson, um, who ran a four three six. Which, my God. That's just so impressive. So I'm I'm really excited about him and Torre, which I love his name. Um, it's such a cool name. Um, Torre was uh, I think he may like well maybe this is wishful thinking too because our special teams needs a saving grace. But I I do think that he could potentially be our saving grace on special teams. Um, he is a, a versatile uh, player, you know, in, in college, and um, he was named an FCS All-American. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about these two. I, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on Torre and, and hope that he is, in fact, a, um, a big player on, on special teams and returning because um, 
yeah amari rogers we're looking at you dude <laughs> yeah you know that's really kind of it the, the heat is on him right now um I tweeted after the uh, after the draft um, that I think Amari Rogers, after seeing that draft class, probably sent the "I'm in danger" Ralph Wiggum gift to his agent because, uh, boy, you know the Packers don't usually give up on wide receivers after year one, but uh, boy, the heat is going to be on Amari Rogers, and if he does develop um, like the Packers hopefully think he can, uh, boy, they're going to have a uh, they're going to have a pile of riches of that position. Yeah, still miss Devontae Adams, but. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of still rooting for Rogers. I would just, that, that would just be, you know, that would just be a bonus at this point. But yeah, yeah I think- like, you, like you said, it was his first year. And, um, and I think, you know, he is still very, very young and, and very much a rookie. So um, I would love to see him come out of a shell and, and dominate this year and then have our, you know, have Watson and Tori. And, you know, I mean, it would be fantastic. It would be the best case scenario. I think I think Tari is going to be a um, I think he's mainly going to be a special teams contributor. Dobbs is the one that I really think is kind of the wild card that he really could see some snaps um, early on. You know, both both guys probably could even see in the slot. You know, Randall Cobb's obviously got one year left, uh, but I I really I'm intrigued by what they can do here. Um, you know, just because they were late round draft picks, they're sneaky good athletes, and I really think that's something the Packers can take advantage of. Yeah. So then uh, (laughs) moving. So speaking of values, uh, high values. So Kingsley and Gabare had was probably arguably could buy one of the steals of the draft. Mm -hmm. Um, Had a second, you know, third round grade. Some people even had him in the second. Green Bay got him in the fifth. You know, we were kind of baby. Yeah, at the end of the fifth round, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you you can't beat that. I mean, you um, you know, that gives Green Bay their edge rusher. You know, that was a position that a lot of us, myself included, really hoped or thought, you know, they would go early on, maybe get a wide receiver and an edge, you know, when we were futzing with mock drafts before the start. Um, really thought, you know, I, that might be a way they go. They wait then. I think that's, you know, I still think they're going to be a little thin there. We'll talk about that at the next, um, on the second half of the show, but uh I think that was a fantastic value. Uh, he's, you know, somebody that another strong athlete. Uh, I think, you know, he's not going to need to contribute right away because you've got Preston Smith and uh, Rashawn Gary there. So he can be a great third edge rusher, um, especially if he plays up to his, uh, plays up to his potential. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm he was, he was ranked 83rd overall by the um, consensus consensus um draft and or draft board and um yeah like you said it you know they had him at a mid third round um pick but he was somehow still around for the late fifth round and we were able to to scoop him up and obviously it was a uh it was a good decision I mean we needed an edge uh you know we needed to kind of fill that out more um so I'm really happy with the the selection and um, we were lucky. We, I think it was a really great and lucky get for us. So I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah. We're not going to obviously go into a whole, uh, we've got plenty of other draft podcasts, um, on the Acme packing company feed justice, uh, and Tyler Brook did a phenomenal job along with Tex, our managing editor, uh, with all their draft podcasts. So if you're done listening to us, give them a listen because they did a much more, uh, 
in-depth breakdown of each prospect, especially in reaction after each day of the draft. But I think I think he really could be that third edge rusher. I would like to see them probably get one more, one more veteran there just as some depth because you need you need something there for injury insurance. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a phenomenal steal uh, for the Packers uh, at the end of the fifth round. Uh, then finally, like to end on the highest note, you know, Tex wrote a great article breaking down um, Brian Gutekunst's draft class. So this is hard to believe his fifth draft class. Uh, since he took over, time's flying with Goody. Um, he loves that. That man loves him some athletes. Um, if you look at the relative athletic scores, RAS, yeah, you've heard us talking about that. Uh, Kent Lee Platt, uh, math, at Math Bomb on Twitter, just does a fantastic job taking athletic traits of all these prospects and breaking it down into a one to 10 for a zero to 10 formula. Uh, that makes it really simple to understand. Highly recommend giving him a follow. Um, everybody, so I'm looking, I'm going through here. Every there was not a single Packers pick below 9.6 until the third round. There was the first uh Dobbs was an approximate, he didn't give a pro day because he was injured. Uh he was uh, estimated at 8.28. Um, but they really got some good athletes, especially um on some other draft steals. So along the offensive line, uh Zach Tom uh in the fourth round, especially. Talk about versatility, who the Packers can move around on the offensive line like they like to do. A 9.92, but as a center, he's at a 10.0. And as an offensive tackle, a 9.59. Uh, guard, which is where I think they're probably going to, he's going to at least start in the NFL at the beginning, uh, 9.92. So, boy, talk about a diamond in the rough find once again. I don't know how the Packers keep doing this with offensive line, but, but uh, Tom's going to be contributing, I think, almost immediately. Yeah, and then uh, Watson with the 996, um, Walker with the uh, with the 963. I mean, it's stacked. Like I, I'm looking at the the list, and it's just it's really unbelievable. I mean, most of them are in the nines. Um, it's really really impressive, and it, it just gets me even more excited for this season to see how they, uh, you know, how they perform on the field. I'm, I'm, I got a good feeling about this draft class. Oh yeah. I mean that, and I like, I like what Brian Gutekunst seems to be doing. So I, I'll, I like to explain this, especially to people who don't follow the draft a lot or just maybe don't even follow the NFL in general that close. So I like to think of as Brian Gutekunst is the guy, the grocery is doing the grocery shopping, trying to find ingredients. Then it's up to Matt LaFleur and his coaching staff to cook the meal. Uh, that's what the coaches do. They're the chefs. So I, you know, since Brian Gutekunst took over, he's like we've mentioned before, he's drafted a lot of very strong athletes. So he's getting a lot of high quality ingredients, right? We're, we're not talking off brand. We're talking brand name stuff. Um, and then he's trusting Matt LaFleur and his group to really work it up and really cook a great meal. And I mean, the results have spoken for themselves over three straight years, three straight 13 win seasons, uh, three straight NFC North championships. Uh, came with a whisper of a third straight NFC championship. We won't talk about that game anymore. Um, We're in the good section. Yeah. <laughs> God, God bless Rich Passaccia. I hope, I hope that man is our savior. But um, so I, I really like what he does with that. You know, he just, he, he's on the strike. You know, when you, you start to look at, you know, after the, foot, after the regular season's over, the playoffs are done. You're looking at the draft. Just look for those who do strong athletes to put on strong performances at the combine. Look for those. And you can narrow it down quite a bit and, you know, you start to build your own big board out of that. 
you can get pretty close to what the Packers were looking at and you can automatically kind of see their quote unquote type. So that, you know, that's, I'm really pleased with how Gutekunst is attached to the draft. I mean, there've been some misfires. Um, Jordan Love sadly seems to be leaning that way, but overall he's, uh, he's been on target. Um, very pleased with the athleticism of the players he's taken. Now to the bad section after we take a break. Yeah, so, you know, we're riding, obviously, Lindsay and I are riding pretty high, um, but we'll <laughs> get back and we'll, we'll, we'll bring everyone down, um, so to speak, <laughs> when uh, we get back from the break. So uh, uh, we take a quick break here for some ads, and then uh, we'll be back for the worst part of our show. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, we are back. Um, so obviously, we, as you can tell, Lindsay and I were buzzing pretty good about the uh, draft class. So some of these might seem like some nitpicks a little bit. Um but I'll get into, we'll start off with the value of the trade to get um, Christian Watson. I think he is a little, you know, getting, a, it's, it's trading with a divisional rival in the draft is rare, first of all. Um, starting to happen a little bit more frequently, but especially the Packers with the Vikings, I think surprised us. Uh, yeah. Green Bay jumps up 19 spots, giving up the 53rd and 59th pick. Um don't get me wrong. I love the Ngabari pick, but they could have gotten a couple other edge rushers there with Watson. They could have gotten Dobbs. Uh, who knows how far, how much further down Watson could have gone. So, I mean, that's, I think that's the only thing is they did. They went up to wide receiver and a couple other positions in need. Uh, you know, at the time I was hesitant just because of how raw quote unquote Watson is. Um, he, you know, he's, he may not be someone that can step in and be a Justin Jefferson, uh, but like Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show, there was probably only one or two guys that could have that impact. And they went off way earlier. The Green Bay was probably able to trade up for yeah. But I um, feel like this might be a bit of an over overpayment, but uh, if Watson develops, like we all hope he can, um, nobody's really going to care. Yeah. I mean, for me, for me personally, um, after the initial confusion and, and kind of, wondering why <laughs> wore off. Um, and especially after seeing how the rest of the draft went, um, I definitely, I can see why they made the trade. Um, however, obviously it sucks that it was the Vikings. I never want to give the Vikings 
uh, much of anything besides losses on their record. But uh, <laughs> um, they didn't do much with with the picks we gave them anyway. So I I do understand um, where they were coming from, and I, I get the decision. Especially like I said, hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, I do I do get it now. Um, Goody and company, you know, they tend to choose good and at times, you know, great players. So I'm just putting trust in them that they saw something in the kid worth giving our second pick in the second round for. So. And I mean, Watson was, you know, Christian Watson was being named as a potential first round pick. He was starting to sneak up there as the draft got closer. Um, I know we're supposed to kind of be Debbie Downers at this point in the show, but uh, they always say, you know, if you got, if you fall in love with a player, go get them. And that's what the Packers did. So they clearly love the, they clearly love the kids. So we'll have to see how that develops. And like you mentioned about the Vikings. Yeah. We'll get into some shot Freud here for a little bit. Uh, the Vikings traded seven times during the draft. They were all over the place um, of the two picks. The Packers gave them, they gave, they traded away the 53rd uh, to the Colts, but uh, man, the Vikings made 11 picks and only, I think two of them were where they originally were going into the draft. So they yeah. they really shuffled the deck kind of crazy. Um, they definitely have a big analytics guy now um, as a GM, so we'll have to wait and see how that how that pans out. But I thought that was kind of crazy. Yeah, um, well, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I mean, I could be, but didn't us giving up those two, the 53rd and the 59th, didn't it end up really only being just one pick that we gave up because we still got Watson? Technically, so there's there are a few trade charts out there that definitely show the Packers were very lopsided. We talked about that on the live stream of the draft. Yeah. So I mean, at the at the time, the trade definitely came out, and it still was very much lopsided towards Minnesota. But at the end of the day, if the player if the player Green Bay took develops over the player the Vikings took, this isn't going to matter. So you know, in terms of value and getting bang for your buck at the time, it was very much lopsided um, in Minnesota's favor. So. Definitely kind of a head scratcher. Um, like I said, at this point, the milk spilled. Um, no use, no use crying over it. So we'll just have to wait and see how everything goes uh, with that. But uh, you know, Green Bay got their guy. I can't, I can't knock them for that. Even if the process, as we've all said, and Paul Doonan wrote, you know, the process. You know, we can criticize the process. We should criticize the process. And maybe Watson will work on this. Won't matter. But at the time, man, it was, whew, um, big spicy meatball to give up. Uh, moving on to our next bad topic in the worst column, uh, mentioned it again, edge rusher so late, you know, I, I had them taking an edge rusher in a few of the mocks that I did first, second round. Uh, I was surprised it went so late and, you know, as a side effect of the Watson trade, they ended up um, probably could have taken an edge rusher somewhere in the second and maybe gotten, you know, Alec Pierce as a wide receiver. Um, you know, there, there were other options there. So I, you know, I, I is Watson worth getting a different edge rusher than Engabar is what I think this is going to boil down to for the Packers. Uh, you know, obviously Watson's the one that makes you go crazy with um, Aaron Rodgers around, but what's it going to be like in a couple of years when Jordan Love or whomever ends up taking over? I'm still assuming it's Love, but that's definitely up in the air. You know, what's that going to look like? So, you know, they're, they're going to lean hard on their defense is the way the trend seems to be going towards this end of Rogers career and then the, the next era of Packer football. But uh, I still, you know, I still feel they're a little thin there. I think Engabari can contribute right away, but I don't think he was nearly as ready as, cause there was definitely a drop off in the third round 
um, in terms of day one readiness uh, amongst edge rushers. Yeah, and I mean, I, you know, we were, I, you know, we just talked about this, but we were, um, we were lucky to have gotten him uh, when we did. I mean, granted, should we have waited or waited until the um, the fifth round? I, I don't know, um, but that's what we did, and um, you know, it, it ended up being almost like we made it in the third round because of of Engabar's value. So. I kind of think that this, you know, could we, we could possibly use a, a veteran edge um, for sure. But I, I think we're, I think we're okay. Um, we're not great here in, in this position, but I think we're okay. Yeah. I just, if it, you're, you know, I'm looking at this point as more for depth, as long as Preston Smith, Preston Smith, excuse me, and Rashawn Gary can stay healthy. Knock well, on exactly. Wood. Um, exactly. Yeah. That's, 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 the, that's, that's the key. So I'll uh, we'll have to see, obviously the, the roster is very malleable from now until training camp and heck even in training camp, obviously. So I'll have to see where they go uh, to address that. Um, the other big, one big news, you know, the, big trade that happened during the draft that involved a wide receiver that wasn't on the draft board was Tennessee uh, sending AJ Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles for their first round pick. Uh, I believe it was 18th overall. And then the 101st overall pick on uh, the draft. Uh, initially when I saw that, I'm like, Green Bay could have done that. Uh, they could have very easily, you know, we thought they'd be in the market maybe for a veteran wide receiver, AJ Brown, possibly mm-hmm. Debo Samuel of San Francisco is willing to send him. Uh, but that seems to be I would have loved to changing, but you know, <laughs> never say never. Um, but the issue was the contract is what came is what was the killer uh, for your extension, money. 100 million, 25 million per uh, Green Bay can't really do that um, right now because that wasn't much less than what they were paying uh, Devante. So well, I think, exactly. Yeah. So I think at that point with AJ turning sour in Tennessee so fast. I just don't know if Green Bay saw something there that they were like, I don't know if we want to take a, take a chance on that. So the trade made sense. You know, it's kind of sad that they couldn't get them, um, you know, with the trade. I hate to put this in the worst column because that's really what pushed Green Bay out, but it would have been nice. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, when, when everyone Packers Twitter was, uh, was talking about Debo, um, I got, I was just like living in fantasy land for a minute. I was like, how amazing would that be like I Debo is a phenomenal uh phenomenal player and um I mean I yeah it would it would he would be a great addition I think um but this is obviously not about Debo this is about AJ Brown so yeah the the money was a lot I mean it was um 100 million and and just like you said exactly that's what I had in my notes too it was almost equal to um, you know, what Adams, what they were willing to pay Adams and somehow figure, figure all that out before he left. Um, but seeing as where we are now, it just didn't make sense financially. Yeah. And you know, that, and why draft, why, why trade for Debo when he can draft another Debo? It seems like every wide receiver in this draft was compared to Debo Samuel. He's Debo. He's Debo. I'm Debo. Lindsay, you might be Debo. Everybody's Debo. <laughs> Um, kind of like how the, the Christian Watson MVS comparisons have gone. Debo is apparently right. no MVS, which that makes, I don't even know who I am anymore. Am I, maybe I'm a combination. 
maybe I'm Gronk. I don't know. I just think the, the, the comps were getting absolutely controlled. Yeah. Everybody's Debo. Um, what about a great song parody? <laughs> Everyone is Debo, you know, like the Lego movie. But uh, man, uh, yeah, that would have been great. I think the Debo Samuel is probably going to be another story to watch, but yeah. not looking like he's going to be leaving San Francisco and maybe they can come to some kind of a term. Not sure. Uh, only last item I've got now is, you know, with, when the Packers came out of the trade, you know, obviously I don't think a safety was high on the list as an early round pick. Um, Nick Cross was kind of my late draft crush. Um, another Maryland guy would have been a great, uh, great addition there, but I think they're a little thin at safety and I still think they're a little thin at quarterback or excuse me, cornerback long day, pardon me. Um, that's the only thing I really wish they probably could have taken, but you know, there's obviously the roster is malleable. Um, but yeah, I would like to have at least, you don't need, and when I say they needed those, they don't need a starter. They just need somebody. So you're not playing like, you know, he's not on the roster anymore, like a Henry black, or you're not relying on. Exactly. You, know, you need, you need to have some stronger depth there um, behind some of these players, but I would have liked to have at least seen that um, with a pick. Yeah. They might find one as an undrafted free agent, but uh you know, we'll have to wait and see. That's that's that was the only other glaring area of concern I saw coming out of the draft. Yeah, and I think um, you know, obviously quarterback and safety, we have um our, our four starters there. Um, and those positions are really great. I mean, obviously Alexander Stokes. Um, I'm really, really excited to see Stokes this year. I think we just scratched the surface with him last year. Um, he was starting to really come into his own, and I think that he's going to be a, a fantastic, fantastic player. Um, and, you know, Alexander, he hasn't, I miss, I miss watching him play. Um, and hopefully he is, you know, fully healthy and, um, and stays that way this season because we really missed him last year. Um, and then obviously Savage and Amos, um, the starters are, were good, but exactly like we were saying, if either of them get hurt, you know, seriously hurt, um, like Alexander did last year, it's, it's slim pickings. We don't have that, that depth that would kind of give us that comfort and, um, confidence. So it is a little concerning, but you know, it is what it is, I suppose. Well, yeah, and it's not just, you know, the injury part. They they need the nickel and dime. You know, they need those extra DBs for that because uh, I don't think we want to see like a Henry Black type situation. I mean, no, no, nothing against the guy, but he just didn't work out. And I think they, they need to get a little short up there, but it's early. It's it's now May. Plenty of time to see the roster develop. I'm not sweating. Um, only other thing that I want to add uh, that was a little breaking news that was not in my notes um, at the end of this is the Packers, as we knew, are going to London, but we have a date. Uh, October 9th um, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, uh, they will be playing the New York Football Giants. Um, early kickoff at that time, I, it's, it's 8.30 my time. Lindsay, that's going to be a really early kickoff for you. Yeah, well, uh, I may be in London at the game. Oh, don't tempt me. I've been, I was looking at tickets, too. I, um, yep. I found, I found a really good deal. So I am, uh, I may be, maybe taking my, my happy ass over to, uh, to London. Um, 
it would be a dream come true because one, I've always wanted to go to London and two, I get to watch the best team in the world play. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited at the thought of it. When it, they, I was waiting for the date to be released. I was like, when are they going to, because people got a plan, you know, we need time to get our tickets and, and all of that. But yeah, I am stoked about that. When the news came out this morning, I was like, yes. Yeah. That's, that's actually not even a month after my birthday. So, I mean, anybody out there. We should do an APC outing in London. Oh, that would be, oh, that'd be like a National Lampoon's um, European vacation all over again. It would be so much fun. <laughs> Let I've us gotta, know in the comments of this, of this, uh, this podcast, if you want to see, if you want to see all of us go to APC and if you guys or <laughs> go to London, and if you guys plan to go to London, let us know too, for sure. Yeah, and you know, the best thing about that, you know, if, if we make it a National Lampoon's type thing, you know, I do have anybody listening who lives in the northern Wisconsin, you know how many roundabouts we have. It's not going to be something where I'm stuck at, you know, Parliament, Big Ben for like hours on end. You know, it's not going to be something like that. I can handle a traffic circle even going the other direction. So um, <laughs> very exciting news there. Can't it wait. Is, yeah. um, I think it's I'm, I'm tempted to get the ticket. I'm, I'm looking at it, too. Um mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm, I'm excited for this and, you know, being, you know, living close to Green Bay, the fact that they still get eight home games here, I'm glad they were able to make it work out, you know, with yeah, that 17th, people, the 17th game now gives them that extra home game this year. So. Well, exactly. And a lot of people were kind of upset about that when the, the um, news broke initially that they were going um, to London. <clears throat> Some people were, were pretty upset that they took, you know, a game away from Lambo, but it, equals out to be about the same anyway, because of that extra game, like you said. So um, I think it's fun. I mean, it's, it's cool. And um, I know that there are a lot of of fans over in London uh, that are so stoked. I mean, they cannot wait for the Packers to, you know, to be able to go to a Packers game at their home. That's so cool. So I think it's, it's all good. Um, and a great thing to end this podcast on because I don't know, we needed, you know, we need it. We need to end it on a high note. That's yeah, I'm, 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 I'm super excited for that. Can't wait. I, I would love to find a way to get over there. So uh, that's going to do it today. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, make sure you keep it on the Acme Packing Company feed, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we'll have this up on the site. Hopefully tomorrow we're recording on Wednesday night. Uh, hopefully it may should the be up tomorrow be with you yes on may the 4th um, <laughs> yes yes star wars day uh fantastic uh but thank you very much for listening um we'll be recording again you know as as news develops throughout the off season um hopefully we'll be talking to everybody before training camp um but yeah that should do it for us um thank you again everyone for listening and uh go pack go thanks everyone go pack go